Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my beautiful souls and happy new year. Welcome back to the podcast or you're probably thinking, no, Catherine, you welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I am back. And let me tell you, I figured out a hack. It's an amazing hack. I just set up a bedroom podcast studio. It is so epic. I have my microphone in here. I have my computer in here and I got a desk. Okay. I got this like pink desk that sits on my bed and it is amazing. I feel so cozy and comfortable. And the main reason why I'm in my bedroom right now is because I am hiding from my new puppy. (laughs) 2022 started with a new dog. I posted on my Instagram stories the other week, or actually the other day, that was yesterday, shows you how much I slept, asking what is my announcement, my secret announcement that I'm making for 2022, the very beginning. And 99.9999% of you guessed a pregnancy announcement. And I had to laugh because unfortunately, I had to disappoint you with a dog. But my God, he is so cute. He's a lot of work. We decided to get Leia a little sibling. It has been in the making for the last couple months. We decided to postpone his arrival Um, we asked the breeder to kind of hold on to him for a little while because um, we didn't want to travel for a bit, of course, when we get a brand new puppy. He's about six months old, so not too young. But obviously, we don't want to just get him and leave him. And uh, that would just not be fair. So we now have a new puppy. Brandon and I did not sleep last night (laughs) at all. And This morning when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, I promised I would start my podcast, but I don't feel like it. And you know what? 2022 is not about that energy. It's not about the energy of like, I'm too tired for this. This is not the right time. It's not the perfect moment. And I found myself doing a lot of that in 2021. Um, I found myself getting stuck in a lot of these like perfect moments like, oh no, it's too late in the day. I can't do this anymore. Or, oh no, my perfect inspired moment has already passed. So I can't write that post anymore. And 2022 is just not about that for me. It's about doing the things, whether I feel like doing them or not, because they are in alignment 
with where I want to go. They're in alignment with my ultimate goal, not how I'm feeling today, right? On a moment by moment basis. Because if we did everything on that moment by moment basis, like we would never eat healthy. We would never work out. We would never start that business. We would never grow. We would never succeed. Like there's so many things that wouldn't come when we're in that energy. So I posted on my Instagram today asking for a Q&A box for the podcast. I feel like I needed an icebreaker just because I haven't been on here since August. And you guys are probably wondering why. And really, I don't have this lengthy explanation for you. I just needed a break. And what I love so much about my podcast and just like, you know, if you are someone who has a podcast or is thinking of starting a podcast, perhaps my podcast is an example to you that you can run your podcast in so many different ways. I know a lot of people who have a podcast, podcast hosts, who guarantee an episode every single Monday. Like every single week, whether they like it or not, there's going to be an episode going out. And that just doesn't work for me because I never ever wanted to record a podcast from force or feeling like I need to put content out there just because that's not my best content that flows through when I feel like I have to talk about something. So, you know, since the beginning of this thing, I just decided to put out episodes whenever I feel like it. And I know they're random and sporadic and sometimes I take months off, but that's just what makes it exciting for me. So hopefully that works for you too, because that's just going to be the drill. And it's always going to be the drill. But as of right now, I'm feeling really inspired by this. I miss you guys. I miss the podcast. So I'm definitely back. I already have so many episodes planned. But for this one, we're going to do an icebreaker. So how are we doing an icebreaker? We're doing an icebreaker by recording a Q&A or doing a Q&A. So I asked you guys for questions and instead of me going on these like long drawn out answers to every question, especially if you're in my Manifestation Babe Academy and you're one of my students, you know that I can go on for like 45 minutes answering one question. <laughs> and today I'm going to try out something different. I'm going to go a little bit more rapid fire. So I think I have like 20 questions here. I can't really count. I screenshot them and I'm just not counting them right now. But it looks like about 20. So I'm just going to go into this and we're just going we're going to catch up. I'm going to answer some questions and then this is going to get me warmed up. Because after this, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember how to do this." All right. And if I need to hide from my puppy again, I can always go in my bedroom. At least I figured that out. <laughs> okay. So the very first question is a question that appears time and time and time and time and time and time and time again in my Q&A box. And I answered it once before. And I said, hey, this is my final say. Like I'm just not addressing it anymore. But it keeps coming up. So I'm just going to put it up on my podcast as well. Because of course, this is like the topic of the freaking century. <laughs> feels like the topic of the next hundred years, right? It's just all that people talk about. And I'm just going to share my perspective and kind of like why I'm not going to directly answer this question and why it's important for me to not directly answer this question. So the question is, of course, you know, people are asking me, did I get the COVID-19 vaccine? And, you know, what I think about the mandate and blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is that my perspective on this, you guys, and again, this is my personal perspective, right? Personal opinion. Let's not come after anybody over this, is that I believe this is a private medical decision, okay? I personally don't see the appeal in needing to be some influencer that posts about this that shares what I have or haven't done, what I have or haven't decided in terms of my own private medical history and private medical decision and broadcast it on the internet and then influence you guys. I think this is a very personal decision that you need to use all of your research. Like you got to put your thinking hat on, okay? And you have to listen to tremendous widespread, <laughs> huge breadth of different perspectives. 
listen to smart people who are experts in their field across the board who both agree with it and disagree with it. And on top of that, use your own intuition, tune into your own body, see how your body feels with it. How is it responding to it? And then make a decision from that place. I just don't think that I'm the influencer to go out there and be like, yeah, you better get it. You got to get it. It's good for you. Or no, it's bad for you. Don't get it. Because I just, I think that here's the thing. I think that if I go around sharing what I have done in terms of this and like I'm taking politics out of this. In fact, it really bothers me that we've made it political because it's not a political decision. It's a personal private medical decision, right? And I just think that when we tell people what to do, especially as light workers, as influential people, people are very intelligent and intuitive and spiritual, right? When we go out there and we want to change the world, but we change the world by telling people what to do and influencing people what to do, we are doing no better job than like the media, right? Because the media is just telling people what to do. The mandate is just telling people what to do. And instead, it is much more empowering to inspire people to think for themselves. And that's what I always want to do. I want to inspire you to think for yourself, to make critical thinking decisions, to decide for yourself And then if you want to share it with the world or keep it to yourself, that's up to you. But I'm just going to say that I'm not answering this question, okay? And so no matter how many times you guys ask, I'm just not answering it. And that's that. Um, Best way to refer to the word debt without negative subconscious understanding. Um, I love this question. So when I was paying off my debt back in, I think it was like 2016, slash 2017. And when I was helping Brennan get crystal clear on paying off his debt, I referred to debt not as debt, but rather as leverage for future opportunities. So I always call it financial leverage for future opportunities, even if you made some shitty decision and it's not necessarily a future opportunity. You want to look at it as if you made an investment in your financial education. Because I will tell you, paying off debt is the best education you're ever going to get for what not to do. Or if the debt was like for a good reason, like you made a financial investment in your company or something like that, then of course, like it's good debt, right? There's such thing as like debt that serves you and debt that doesn't really serve you. But either way, it is a powerful uh, lesson in learning how to manage money. And when I was paying off debt, I referred it to, I now, this is what I literally said, I now have a $0 balance on all of my credit cards. And let's say you have student loans, right? I now have a $0 balance on all all of my loans. I now have a $0 balance on my home, on my car, on whatever, because that's what you want to focus on. When we focus on the word debt or we focus on lack or we focus on what we don't have or we focus on the negatives, then of course, we're just going to draw in and call in more of that negative. But when we say exactly what it is that we want, like I want to see a $0 balance on this credit card, then that's exactly what I'm going to get. Um, Someone asked, when does MBA start? So fun story. We made a little miscalculation in December around how close the launch of Epically Aligned was to my team taking 10 days off for the holidays to the January round of MBA. So I made the executive decision to move our launch by a month. And so if you want to put this on your calendar right now, The next Manifestation Babe Academy, which if you're new here, it is my ultimate, literal manifestation university, (laughs) okay? It's like if you want to learn how to become a master at manifesting and you want every single question under the sun answered on how to do it and examples and reprogramming and inner work and inner child work and shadow work and all this stuff, like literally all the tools, tips, techniques, and how to customize it to each individual then you want to get inside of Manifestation Babe Academy. So the launch dates are the 
28th of February until March 4th. All right. 28th to the 4th, 28th of February to the 4th of March. Those are the new dates. And I'm so excited. This like freed up so much stress for me by changing the dates. And now I feel so excited. Like before, this is how you know, like that a decision needs to be made is if you have a launch and you're not excited about it because you're stressed out and you feel like you're rushing it and you're rushing into things and you feel like you have to do it just because in some arbitrary month, the previous year, when you planned your calendar for the following year, you were like, oh no, it has to be in January. Like time is a man-made construct. So we can switch things around as much as we want, as long as it's what is in alignment with us. Um, what has been your biggest transformation in 2021? That is such a good question. And by the way, I did not prepare my answers before I got on here. Usually I'll take some notes from my podcast. I literally have zero notes in front of me. I only have my computer in front of me just so I'm actually recording this episode and I just have my phone with the screenshotted uh, questions. I would say my biggest transformation in 2021 was a lot of refocusing on what I really want in life and what really makes me happy and how I actually want to feel in my life. I would say that another big transformation in 2021 was deepening my spiritual work and realizing just how important that is because I've been doing a lot of work with this very powerful shaman for the last like year and a half. And it's just been really intense and it's been such a mindfuck sometimes. And it's been so different from anything I've ever done in my life before. And it's caused me to question so much about myself and have all these shamanic deaths and have all these like crisis moments of like, who am I? Like, I swear to God, I had a, an exit, exis, oh my God, existential crisis at least once a month, every single month in 2021. And what that made me realize is that this is important to me. And this is something that I want to prioritize. And I really want to expand on my spiritual gifts. And it is probably the thing that is the most important to me is to awaken myself on a spiritual level and continue to do, to do so. And then also awaken you guys as well on a spiritual level, or at least we cannot awaken each other. We can help each other awaken, right? So um, just to be able to spread that out there so that people wake up to who they truly are and who they came here to be. Plans for 2022 is the next question. Oh, this is so good. Again, I didn't write anything down. Um, but the biggest things, of course, is to keep expanding the business. Like the business is always going to be there, but I think 2022 has a lot to do on a personal level as well. Um, you know, business as usual, we're still going to have like the same program, MBA, launching it twice this year. We're going to launch um, Business by Design with my good friend, James Wedmore. We're going to be an affiliate for him. And then we're also going to do Epic Way Aligned at the end of the year. And of course, our goal is to increase our numbers because we want to help more people. So it's just another year of like refocusing and going deeper. And I think that it's like we have such deep roots now. Now it's like finally the branches are growing outward and they're growing wider and wider and wider and taller and taller and taller because we have such a strong foundation now. So it's like, let's grow as tall as possible, right? Um, but personal level. So 2022, I think really is the year of the home for me. Um, I really want to move into a house. I have realized that penthouse living is really awesome, really fun, but I miss the ground. Like I just want to open my balcony and like experience grass underneath my feet without me going in an elevator down 22 floors, out the front doors to the side. And like the only grass that I have right next to me is like piss covered grass from dogs. Well, actually we do have a third floor that has like a really nice grassy area, but still like I kind of want to avoid people. Like I don't want to bump into a bunch of people because there's a lot of people that live in my building. And so it's important for me to just have that yard. Like I really want a yard. I'm like a dog right now. Like I really want a yard. And now we have two puppies. Thankfully, um, you know, Leia has been potty trained to go on the balcony. So we have this like puppy green grass puppy pad. It's like fake green grass, but she loves it. 
you know, we clean it out. We like basically replace the grass every once in a while. We obviously pick up her poo and stuff like that. Um, eventually it gets stinky, but we keep our balcony, um, you know, pretty clean for the most part. So it doesn't really smell. And of course, you know, our new puppy doesn't understand that yet. But like in terms of that, we've kind of nailed the penthouse living down. I just, I'm ready for a home. Um, eventually by the end of 2022, you know, I think this is the year of the baby. I know that I've had baby fever since 2019, uh, the end of 2019 and, or was it 2020? What year are we in? Okay. It was end of 2020 where I just like woke up in August and I just had the most intense baby fever and I've been very vocal and expressive about it, which is why it doesn't bother me when you guys keep asking, Catherine, are you pregnant yet? Or I think you're pregnant and all this stuff. And like, yes, of course I would appreciate, um, you know, you guys to be respectful to such a sensitive thing, such as a fertility journey, because it's not every day that people just magically get pregnant, right? There's, we live in a very toxic world, a very toxic environment. There's certain traumas. There's all of these obstacles that people have that prevent them from successfully, uh, creating life right away. And sometimes if ever, and, I just, I'm very sensitive of that for other people. So I never ask them like, Hey, are you pregnant yet? <laughs> and so of course I, I do appreciate you guys being sensitive to that and my own fertility journey when we start that journey. Um, but you know, I just, I, I, I know you guys are excited, so I don't mind it as much. I think it's kind of funny. I, I know that I make jokes out of it and I hope it's not offensive to anybody who is struggling with fertility where I'm just like casually dropping like, Nope, not pregnant yet. Um, and that it doesn't hurt you too much. That's not never my intention. I'm just purely coming from it from a humorous place because I know that I've been expressive about my baby fever for like a year and a half. And it's been a journey of up and ups and downs where, um, you know, first was very strong and I felt like I was ready to become a mom. And then I started working on MBA and MBA basically became my baby. So like literally I, my baby fever in the start of 2021 just disappeared until I finished, excuse me, my God, I'm so sorry. I just keep burping around over here. Um, <laughs> the beginning of 2021 up until like June, I had no baby fever and then it hit me like crazy in June to July and August. Um, and then, you know, Brennan and I wanted to do some traveling. So we went to Africa and we really wanted to do some like last minute bucket trips before we fully start trying. And I think that we just have a few more bucket list trips of just like, you know, we're obviously going to travel with our child. And I know that's presented in a whole new challenge and we're not uh, naive to that. We know how challenging that is, but we do still plan on traveling with our baby, of course. But, you know, it's still not the same. So the two of us um, really want to do some bucket list traveling. We don't know exactly when we're going to start, but I think it's going to be soon. So we'll see. Um, and besides that, let's see, baby house business. I feel like that's pretty much it. I feel like that's plenty for 2022 because this house just ain't looking too good right now because of the market. Um, I personally don't want to buy in this market. I do want to rent, but, um, oh, something I forgot to mention, our plan is to move out of LA and I really am drawn to Arizona. I'm really drawn to Scottsdale area. Brennan is more so drawn to other areas. So we're kind of going back and forth on that, but the market just doesn't look good anywhere. Like there's nothing to rent. Um, and so I am currently manifesting. So I'm using my manifesting powers in this like quote unquote, impossible market to get a house in that we like. Of course, there's plenty of options, but like I'm so picky. Like I have a very specific list. So I'm determined to manifest the perfect home um, outside of Los Angeles. So we'll see about that. Um, what was your experience like making your first course? How many people signed up? So this is great. My experience making my first course was never one where I knew what the hell I was doing. Meaning I created my first course, Unleash Your Inner Manifestation Babe. It was like a 90-minute masterclass back in 2016. Before I even knew that Manifestation Babe was a business, I just kind of like made it. I called my, I called it Manifestation Babe. Like I made an Instagram account, but I was still very much a Beachbody coach at the time. So I didn't know where I was going. I just felt called to make it. Like it wasn't like, 
oh, I hear that the course market is now a billion dollar market and I really want to get in it and make some money. I think that I'm going to make a course. Like it was never like that. It was just, I want to share my knowledge. I have so much knowledge. I teach this to my Beachbody coaches. I'm constantly on team calls, teaching them how to manifest. What if I just made a course, right? What if I just made this masterclass and then I Googled my way through it I just put up like, I think it was like $33. My friend that was supporting me at the time, she bought the first, you know, the first enrollment and it wasn't like a launch or anything per se. It was just like an open enrollment. And I would say like maybe five people sign up per month, every single month for the rest of 2016, maybe some months. Okay. Like 10 people max. Um, And then it wasn't until November when I started doing one-on-one coaching, October, November, when I started doing one-on-one coaching. So I started making a little bit more money just because people were like seeing, you know, that I was getting results and that I was figuring myself out. They love the content. And so they started to trust me. Um, I did one-on-one coaching. And then in November of 2016 was when I created my first like official course course like a full blown, like four week, I think, or five week or eight week or something like that course. And that shit bombed, you guys. Like, I think one person bought in my first launch (laughs) and uh, I was super embarrassed about it. But I let that person take the course and I don't think I ever added them in the Facebook group because I didn't want them to see that they're they're the only course buyer. Um, And then I relaunched uh, something else. You know, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not feeling that course. So I tried something else and that next course had 50 people sign up. But it's because I tried something else. It wasn't because magically all of a sudden 50 people became interested in my content or buying a course that was the same amount of money as the one in November, but just like a different topic. It was just that I tried different marketing techniques. I made a funnel. I made a webinar. I sent out emails. I did a pre-sale. So I made it cheaper if you buy it by a certain date. And then as we reach certain dates, you know, the price would go up. And just like I played with it. And that was my first successful launch. I think it was like 10K launch. And then from then on, I just I took what worked. I implemented it. I doubled down on what worked. And whatever didn't work, I just said, oh, that didn't work. And I still do that to this day. Guess what? My team and I, when we get together. Uh, after every single launch in our debrief, that's what we do. We're like, what worked? What didn't work? What are we going to double down on? And what are we saying bye to? Because clearly that bombed, right? So that's long story short is like, I suggest for any course creators out there to lead with your calling, to lead with your passion and do it because you want to, not just because you want to make money. Um, Someone said, I know I'm meant for more career-wise. How do I find what it is I'm meant to do? I strongly believe in trying out a bunch of things or looking back on your life and just seeing what what you what would you do if like you never hold on, let me let me let me restart that. Okay. Here's what I asked myself when I started Manifestation Babe. Is I realized that I'm obsessed with the law of attraction. I'm obsessed with manifestation. I'm obsessed with these things, but I never understood that I could monetize them until my friend sent me a couple profiles back in 2016 of people teaching manifestation and getting paid for it. And I was like blown away. And as I started doing manifestation, babe, I realized that this is something that I would do whether I was paid for it or not. Like if I was already a billionaire, and maybe you can ask yourself this question, like if you were already a billionaire and you never had to worry about money again, what would you do on a day-to-day basis? And whatever it is that you would do on a day-to-day basis because you love it so much and you would actually do it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to in exchange for a paycheck, monetize that. Because I know that even if I was a billionaire right now and never had to work another day in my life, I would still be inspiring you on on Instagram and I would still have this podcast because I just, I need an outlet to share what I'm passionate about. Like I, this is what I love, love, love to do. And that's how I know that this is what I'm meant to do. 
Next question. Can you manifest a desired reaction for somebody? Um, This is an issue with control. And I would look into this. This has to do with control. Controlling outcomes that are external to you needs to be looked into. Best country to visit? Japan all the way. I've been talking so much about Japan. I'm obsessed with Japan. I love the food. I love the people. I love the culture. I love everything about it. Please take me back. Like I would do anything for the tourism board of Japan to open the goddamn country up because I cannot wait to go back. Any specific intentions you set when paying bills, invoices, etc.? Yes. I imagine my money leaving my bank account, having lots of sex, and multiplying and then coming back in my bank account. True story. I actually see that. <laughs> how, to not get, how to not get hung up on the follower count when trying to grow your social media slash business. Here's the thing. Followers don't pay the bills. Customers do. Focus on your customer growth, not your follower growth. And I will tell you, when I am, this is not like a consistent thing, but I often see in many people as well as myself, that oftentimes when you are posting the content you actually want to post directed at your ideal customer, you're actually going to lose followers. And sometimes in exchange for gaining more customers, you might need to lose a couple followers. Like for example, when I went to Greece this summer, I lost um, 25,000 followers in three weeks. But At the same time, in those three weeks, I gained (laughs) 40,000. So, like, literally, I was, uh, I netted 15K increase, but it's because I was posting what I really wanted to post. I did not give a fuck about what people would think that I'm, in fact, the whole time I've been traveling through COVID, I just didn't care what people thought of me. I just, I did what I wanted to do. And of course I was mindful of my own safety and other people's safety. Like I always followed the laws. I didn't go anywhere where it was illegal to go. Right. Obviously I went to the countries that are actually open and inviting in tourists. And we took the damn COVID tests a million times and were always negative. But I really lived my life. I didn't pause my life over this. And I kept living my life. And it pissed people off. And that's okay. And oftentimes, um, you're going to piss people off. But in exchange, you're also going to gain the people that actually matter. How much of success is energy work versus business strategy? 90% energy, 10% business. Maybe even more, maybe like 99% energy, 1% strategy. Um, Strategy, of course, is so important. But if you're not in the right energetic space, um, what's a good metaphor, metaphor for this? I think that how I would see this is catapulting yourself like a bow and arrow, right? Catapulting an arrow using a bow, I would say that the energy is like the direction you're going in, the alignment, and strategy is the actual catapulting in that direction. So most people, the hustlers out there, they're just throwing arrows in random ass directions and never asking themselves, is this actually where I want to go? Is this an alignment with me? Is this for me? Is this for my highest self? Is this actually working? Blah, 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 blah. They're just hustling their ways through. They're taking action, blah, 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 blah. And they're not really paying attention to the the energy work and the mindset work and the success principle work and the universal work and the spiritual work. Um, but if you focus on that and you can nail that correct direction that you need to fly your arrow in, then that strategy Like as soon as you pull on that bow and you shoot that arrow forward, you fire it forward, it's going to win. But it's the energy that puts it in the right direction. How did you work through your fear of flying? Such a good question. Um, I had the most severe case of flying, fear of flying. Hard to believe now because I'm on an airplane all the time. But here's the thing. Even when I had severe chronic fear of flying, I still got on airplanes. 
that was the most important part for me was that I knew that I would never overcome this fear by not flying. So I kept going on airplanes, even though I cried through my flights, drugged myself with Xanax and did all the things before I discovered the proper mindset work to actually help me overcome it. Um, The main work that helped me overcome it was nervous system regulation, deep breathing, very specific breathing patterns, uh, doing tapping, emotional freedom technique, uh, talking to my ego, inner child work, like talking to the scared little inner child within me, very, very, very powerful. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of tools. It just, those are the tools that work for me. There could be completely different tools that work for you. Um, also hypnotherapy. I've taken like courses like where they do hypnosis for fear of flying. Hypnotherapy is one of the most effective like transformation uh, change works that you could ever do. It's so, so powerful because when you transform on the subconscious mind, way more shifts than if you're just doing like talk therapy alone. Like if you're just talking about, oh my God, I'm so afraid of flying. Why are you so afraid of flying? Oh no, I'm so afraid, blah, 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 blah. Like that's very conscious and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, both in combination are very powerful, but it's just that when you go to the layers underneath that are actually in charge of your nervous system response to the stimulus, then that's where you're going to get the most transformation. Um, And then also, I went to a Tony Robbins event. Um, I think it was like my first one. And I got on a plane home after that event. And I just had this like sense of peace where I just realized that I'm not in control. And thank God I'm not in control on this plane. And there's a reason why I'm not in control because I can't fly this plane. But like, long story short, I took on a really spiritual perspective for it. Just thought to myself, like, if I'm meant to go today, I'm going to go. If I'm meant to stay today, meaning stay alive (laughs) and make it on this flight, then that's just what's going to happen. And there's nothing in my power that is more powerful than the contract that my higher self signed before incarnating into this lifetime saying, I'm going to leave on this day at this time. I cannot fight that. So I will never know when that day or time is, but it's how annoying is it to suffer on an airplane over and over and over and over and over again, trying to control that outcome. Because ultimately I was afraid because I was going to die, right? Because I was afraid of death. That's really the root cause of it is being afraid of death. So I had to pretty much go underneath all of that and create peace with my relationship with death. Someone asked 2022 travel goals. So good. Egypt is on the list this year, baby. Finally going to Egypt. Also going back to the Maldives, going to Italy, and also going back to Greece. So far on the list. But my God, if I could repeat Rwanda and Kenya all over again, I freaking would. I especially miss those gorillas. I think about the gorillas that I trekked with every single day. I love them dearly. I'm obsessed with them. I wish I could adopt them. Maybe there's a way I could. I don't know. Love them. Wish I could repeat that trip, but it was just like a lot. It's very intense. It never felt like a vacation. It felt like work because it was very adventure focused. You know, there's always like something to do, somewhere to be. This year, we're just focusing more on like resting. I think Egypt is going to be a little bit more adventure but Maldives, sit on a chair, relax on the beach. Greece, eat good food, relax. Italy, eat good food, walk around, relax. Income report for 2021. Oh my God, you guys. We literally almost doubled our 2021 income in 20, wait, our 2020 income in 2021. So I made a reel, an Instagram reel the other week. I think it was like a week before the year ended where we made 6.6 million. And then that's because those were the most updated numbers that Brennan gave me. And then he did the numbers again a week later on December 31st, which was about a week ago. And we hit seven, almost 7.1 million, which is so, so freaking cool. I'm so proud of my team and I for making, excuse me, making that happen. 
And actually, speaking of this, Brennan is going to come on the podcast and we're going to dive into the behind the scenes of the Manifestation Babe financials. So I used to do this thing called CEO reports where I go into like exactly how much money I made with receipts, like screenshots, what I spent it on, what I learned that month or whatever. I think it was like a monthly thing that I did. And a lot of people are like, Catherine, why don't you do it anymore? Are you hiding? Or, you know, some, you know, some people think I'm like hiding something. And some people are just like, Catherine, I really love them. Why aren't you doing them anymore? And to be honest, it's just like not my vibe. Like I love, I love being open and transparent about my numbers and my things like that. But it's just like sitting down and writing those things and getting those numbers is just not my thing. And it's my husband's thing. So we're going to come on a podcast. Let me know. <clears throat> Actually, comment on my most latest post on Instagram, letting me know that you are excited for this episode because Brennan's going to come on and I'm going to ask him. I'm actually going to post a Q&A too. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to ask you to share your questions. And uh, Brennan is going to go into as much detail as, of course, he feels comfortable with. And uh, we're going to go into like revenue and profit and um, all of that good stuff, like where we spent our money, where we didn't, uh, where we invested, where we didn't, good stuff like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat is not used to podcasting. Let me tell you that. Um, how, do you, how do I prevent astrology forecasts from holding me back from manifesting? Stop you guys, stop giving planets more power than they deserve. You are more powerful than a planet. Can I remind you that you are the universe? I know I say this all the time. I have a sweatshirt that says it. I have a crop top that says it. If you were part of the last clothing launch that we did with Manifestation Babe, you are the entire universe in human form. The planet is one planet. Okay. Who is more powerful? You are. Yes, absolutely. As a firm believer in astrology and firm lover of astrology, of course, planets have influences. Of course, there's planetary influences. Um, absolutely. I agree with that. I admit to that. But is the moon or is Jupiter or is Venus more powerful than me? No. This is where we get stuck, you guys. This is another reason to not go after, to distract ourselves. It's another distraction from going after what we really want to go after. That's all that it is. So when you look at the planetary influence and you're like, oh my God, Mercury's in retrograde, that means I can't do anything for the next three weeks. No, 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 no. You're just giving yourself an excuse to not do anything for the next three weeks. But let me tell you, almost every single one of my launches, my million dollar launch, my $2.8 million launch, my $3.6 million launch, all happened during Mercury retrograde. That is uh, astro astrologically a big no-no. Did I give a fuck? No, I didn't because <laughs> I know I'm more powerful than, than Mercury. Okay. Sorry, Mercury, but I'm more powerful and so are you. <laughs> how do you manage your team and how do you all work together? So I don't manage my team. I have someone on my team who manages my team. I work with my team and I work with um, a few people more closely than others. I talk to my whole team every single Monday, every quarterly meeting and every annual meeting. Um, did I say team meeting? Yeah, every single Monday. But I don't talk to each individual every single day because I would never get shit squat done ever. I would never get anything done. And so I have a beautiful soul named Londa who is in charge. She's the integrator slash COO. If we're talking about traditional corporate, she's COO. And if we're talking about traction, my favorite book for business building, uh, she's the integrator. And I'm actually going to bring her on the podcast and she's going to go into how to hire, because she's the hiring manager as well, how to hire your dream team and what it's like to manage a team like Manifestation Babe. So again, I'm going to post a Q&A box for that when Londa's coming on the podcast. She already agreed to it. So definitely stay tuned for that. Watch the stories. Turn on your post notifications. Make sure you're seeing that if you're interested and then definitely ask your question. And then I'm going to ask Londa for the scoop instead of me talking about it because I don't know nearly as much as she does. Let me just tell you that. Um, someone says, it seems as if time is going by, 
quicker than ever. Any tips on slowing it down? So I totally think that time is going by quicker than ever. I think we entered some sort of vortex that is causing this to happen. And instead of slowing it down, maybe this is teaching us to stop giving our time to shit that doesn't matter. Maybe it's teaching us to stop wasting time on shit that we hate and teaching us to prioritize using our time wisely, not just scrolling through TikTok and Instagram all day, although I am susceptible to that sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. TikTok is very addicting. Um, but I have to find, you know, I have to, uh, I have awareness of when that happens and I have to stop myself and remind myself that that's not how I actually want to spend my time. So instead of slowing it down, just ask yourself, how can you better prioritize your time? How do I use a vision board as a non-specific manifester? So as a non-specific manifester, your focus is on feelings. So go find images that represent feelings that you want to feel. That's what my vision board always is. It's specific feelings that I want to feel. So it's representations of those feelings, right? A certain home. I don't necessarily want to manifest the exact home that's on my vision board, but I know that home makes me feel a certain way and I want a home, the ultimate home that I'm going to manifest to make me feel the same way. Recent book recommendations, been scrolling Audible. I highly recommend, and I don't know if it's on Audible, but The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist or Weist. Amazing book, all on self-sabotage. Really, really good. What notifies you that the work you put into blasting your limiting beliefs worked? Um, You start to feel differently about problems. Like you start, like things don't bother you as much. You start to realize like you're seeing things in a new light is the very first sign. You just feel different and you don't necessarily know what that difference is, but you just know that you feel different. You feel lighter. You feel like there's less weight on your shoulders. That's usually the first sign for me. And then, of course, the ultimate sign is your reality actually shifts. So you know that you've worked through something when you actually see the difference in your life because your reality is an exact reflection of your internal reality. So you know that you shifted your internal reality when your external reality shifted. And I love and I teach you how to use this mirror, the law of mirrors, and how to use this like exact way of looking at it to shift, to know what to shift. Because oftentimes we don't know what's going on in our subconscious because it is subconscious. So I teach you exactly how to use your external reality as the mirror to look into what is going on on the inside. What are your thoughts on using your human design and manifesting your dream life? I love human design and I teach it inside of MBA. I'm a sacral generator, by the way, 2-4 profile. I want to change my routines, but I feel so much resistance. How do I push through that? So we're on the last question now. Um, Oftentimes, I'm guessing that you are trying to change your entire routine overnight, trying to change your whole life overnight. This is like that (laughs) all or nothing mentality that I know so many of us get stuck in. It's like it all has to be done or it's not worth it kind of thing. And I definitely have struggled with that in the past. But I will tell you that habits don't change that way. So of course, you're going to feel so much resistance because your subconscious mind is wired to go after what is familiar and what is comfortable. And what is comfortable is familiar. And what is familiar is comfortable. So of course, you're going to feel a lot of resistance if all of a sudden you go from being a couch potato to a marathon runner the next day, right? That's the most extreme example. Um, Or if you go from not having a business to a million-dollar business the next day and acting like a million-dollar business owner and hiring your first team member or your 10th team member in 24 hours, like that's another extreme example, right? But oftentimes, we all can relate to that because we all have an example of where we're trying to do that. We're trying to go from zero to 100 real quick. The thing is, is that that's a recipe for self-sabotage. And so often, that's a recipe for us not even starting. Okay. So the key is, is not necessarily to push through it, but to make a small shift every single day. So if your goal is to go from waking up at 9 a.m. every day to 6 a.m., not because waking up early is tied to success. Let me tell you that. Let's break that stigma. The early bird does not get the worm. Okay. The rested bird 
the bird that feels good gets the worm. Okay. <laughs> the motivated bird, the inspired bird gets the worm. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just using this as an example if it's in alignment for you. Cause I know that sometimes we're busy moms, we're busy parents, we're busy business owners, or busy dog moms where we have things going on and like we're realizing that we're not prioritizing self-care. And the only moment we can get our self-care in is if we do it before 7 a.m. So maybe your goal is to wake up at 6 a.m., but currently you're waking up at eight or nine. So it's literally about shifting 10 minutes at a time. That's what it is. This is so unsexy, okay? It's about setting your alarm clock 10 minutes backwards at a time until you reach 6 a.m. Yes, that might take you a month or two, but do you know how easy it's going to be for you to wake up at 6 instead of just forcing it overnight? Or if you want to run a marathon, you're not going to go run 26 miles the next day you're, or 23. Is it 26 or 23? I think it's 26. You are going to start by running a quarter of a mile. Maybe if you're like literally so out of shape, like you have not done anything in a long time, you're going to start with 0.10 of a mile. Maybe you're going to walk 0.10 of a mile. Like a little bit every single day is actually a lot more powerful than a lot one time overnight. And I think that so many people miss that because it's so unsexy. We don't see the transformation overnight. But the thing is, is that this time next year, when you look back, you're going to see that transformation. You're going to be like, whoa, you're right. It did work. Wow. Okay. So that is my Q&A for all, for you all. I hope that was helpful, insightful. Maybe you got your question answered. Maybe you didn't know you had a question that got answered. Either way, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your patience. I'm super excited to record more episodes. I got more in the works. Let me tell you that. Um, Again, stay tuned for the financial episode. Stay tuned for the episode with Londa about hiring your dream team. Those are more business focused, but I do get those questions a lot. So I definitely want to share those uh, questions. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, if you haven't yet left a review, I would so appreciate it. You have no idea how much it helps me. It really keeps me going on the podcast. Um, and I just love, love, love seeing your guys' feedback. Also, if you listened to this episode, this comeback episode, definitely take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me so that I can say, hey, thank you so much for listening and send you lots and lots of love. I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.